0: Marriage on a Tightrope supports couples in strengthening their mixed-faith marriage. Visit tightropemarriage.org to make a recurring donation and learn more about the mixed-faith community. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. This is Alan, and I'm solo today. And as you can probably see on your podcast app, this isn't the longest episode, but I had to get this on record. Katie is at Disneyland with our daughter. And so I'm solo. I'm a, playing The Bachelor. Well, Mr. Mom, more like. I've got the, the three boys here keeping me company. And something happened tonight that, without exaggeration, the best conversation I've ever had with my 11-year-old. And I wanted to, while it's fresh, get it recorded and uh, Two Birds with One Stone release it as an episode of our podcast. So we're going to consider this part two of teaching your children. And in this one, it's uh, teaching confidence or teaching how to gain confidence. My oldest has always had a problem with being very hard on himself. And it's very frustrating because he's a very talented kid. Uh, when he puts his mind to something, he he really can be stubborn like Katie and in a good way where He'll push and push and push and push to get better and do good. The problem is when he fails at something, he calls himself stupid. He calls himself an idiot. And it's really hard to watch him beat himself up. There's no reasoning with him when he gets into those those moods. And something where this has been bubbling up a lot over the last few months is baseball. He and my 10-year-old are on the same baseball team. And this year, our oldest has been striking out a lot. I don't think he has a base hit yet. He's reached base a couple of times based on errors or dropped third strikes. I'm getting too much into baseball noise, so I'll go back to him. The frustrating part for, for him is these high expectations that he has for himself. And a lot of these behaviors are so close to healthy Katie and I want him to have high expectations for himself. We want him to want to do well at everything that he does and to try as hardest to do so. But when he fails, how he responds to it needs to change. He calls himself an idiot. He throws his glove around. He smashes the bat on the ground, not the right behavior for him and channeling that that failure and desire to succeed in a healthier way is really what we want to teach. So today, he struck out. He went out to right field, which he hates playing in the outfield. They are at an age now where kids are hitting it out there, but he really, really likes third base, and the coach is not playing him there. So in the outfield, he had a few tough plays where he should have been backing up first base, and he didn't. And in the middle of the inning, the coach took him out. Yelled at him saying, you need to pay attention. We can't have kids not paying attention out there. Puts another player in. I was totally fine with that with the coach's decision in that case. It, it was, let's learn a lesson here. But I knew that he was going to really take it out on himself. So after the game, we're walking back to the car. And my oldest is throwing his glove. And I say, son, tell me, talk to me. Use your words. Tell me what's going on. And he said, he grits his teeth and says, in the car, I'll tell you in the car. And as soon as we got into the car and the doors closed, he just started crying. And the anger turned into just overflowing emotion. You can tell, like, he's not just losing his temper here. He He's really upset at himself. He's really upset at the the coach for taking him out. and And I had to talk to him and say... Look, sports are getting harder. You're not little league anymore. You're it's called the National League, and the pitchers are throwing harder. The ball's coming at you faster. Kids are gonna be hitting big pop flies into the outfield. And guess what? If you don't perform, coaches are going to replace you. It's no longer raise your hand if you want to pitch and everyone gets a turn. If a kid does well at shortstop, he's going to play shortstop. And no one else will play shortstop. That's kind of where it, the sports are going at this age. And in the past, he's just been used to being able to ask the coach, and this is where I want to play. And that's not how it is this season. So he was very distraught. We get home. The good conversation is coming soon. The uh, We get home and getting the other kids ready for bed and... He's still in his baseball gear, sitting on the couch with his head in his hands. And he he was like that for 10, 15 minutes. I even snapped a picture and sent it to Katie, and I'd been texting her throughout the game of what, what had been happening and when he got pulled, and hope I didn't ruin her wonderful Disney vacation with some downers about our son, but I like to talk to her about these things. So I get our youngest in bed, and I go downstairs, and without saying a word, I just wrap my arms around him and he let it fly. He started crying again and just hugged me tight. And we didn't say anything for a good minute. And I just kind of rubbed his back, let him cry. When I backed up, I held his hands and I said, son, I want you to know that I don't care about the results. You could strike out every single time for the rest of the year. And I will not get mad at you. I will not think less of you. I will not love you any less. What I'm really concerned about is how hard on yourself you are. You expect so much from yourself. And you expect so much performance in this sport that you love. And he tells me time and time again, he doesn't want to quit. He loves the sport. He's just so terrible at it. And he's not. So much of it's in his head. So he's looking at me and he's crying. And I say to him, why are you so hard on yourself? And usually he would respond with, because I'm so bad at everything I do. And he's he's very much a Sith where he deals in absolutes. He's either the best or the worst. Oh, I've just brought out my Star Wars nerdery. Anywho. But this time he didn't say that. This time he didn't beat himself up again. He said, I don't know. I don't know why I do it. I don't have control. And the look in his eyes was just heartbreaking. (laughs) Because he looked at me and he just said, I don't know, dad. I don't like it. I can't control it. I just get, I'm so hard on myself. And I said, son, I'm glad you care. I'm so glad that you want yourself to succeed. We just have to do our best to recognize when you're beating yourself up and channel it into how am I going to get better? How am I going to gain that confidence? Because isn't baseball a lot more fun when you're smacking balls around the field and you're catching pop flies. And, and he smiled and said, yeah, it's great. And I said, I want to help you get there. We talked about the next time we can go out and practice better um, hitting techniques. And when he's done with school tomorrow, we're gonna do it. We talked about a similar situation that I was in, in in Little League when I was fourteen. I was six foot five as a fourteen year old and I had I stood straight up in the box. Again, I'm getting too deep in the baseball talk here, but I tried to empathize with him and, and show him, look, I struck out a lot. Because I grew really fast between one season and the next. I was six foot five, my strike zone was enormous. and my coaches, they benched me because I was striking out, but then they worked with me, and so did my dad to say, "We're gonna get you to squat down in your stance a little bit." Mark McGuire does the same. he's six foot five as well. He squats down and his strike zone's very, very small. And once I got used to that, I was crushing balls. I was hitting them all over the field, and it was a lot of fun again. I said, Jackson, I will do everything I can to help you get there. And really, it's good you want to succeed. It's good you want to compete. That's great. Let's just not beat yourself up about it. He stood up, and we hugged again. And I started crying with him and and said, Son, I don't want you to ever feel like I'm disappointed in you. I'm not disappointed in you. I I'm sorry if if I lose my temper with you, if I yell, and I don't want you to feel like I love you any less because of my temper and because when I lose my patience. And he hugged me and said, "No, not at all, Dad. You're the you're the best dad in the world." And oh my gosh, it felt like a full house episode. <laughs> we hugged and and I just was so thankful to connect with him like that because he could be hard to connect with and I can be hard to open up and you, you get in that situation with your kids when you're completely vulnerable and you're just talking to, you're talking to each other as two people that love each other and there's no pride at all involved. You recognize the hurt and you just hug it out and we did and I'm so glad that we did. So much of the time we expect perfection of ourselves, of each other. It's just not possible. It's more than not possible. It's 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 dangerous to, to expect that of yourself. You're going to mess up. You're going to fall down. I told him, it, I don't care how many times you fall down. It just matters how you get up. You got to get up every time in the best way you can. If you make a mistake... Whether it's sports, in life, doesn't matter. In school, who cares? How you react to the mistake that you made is is the most important thing. If you say something that's hurtful to somebody, man, I shouldn't have said that. Make it up to them. Do your best not to say that to them again. I admitted to him, I've said and done things to your mom that I shouldn't have. I try to be quick to apologize and recognize when I've done those things because I want her to know that I don't want to treat her that way. It was an important lesson to reiterate to him, and it was done in a way, finally, in a way that didn't involve anger, didn't involve yelling, and and I was really, really impressed by his response. This has been a very short and abbreviated but emotion-packed episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. Our next episode is already edited and will be coming out in a few days, so we hope you enjoy that one, which is another episode of uh tears on both sides it's never easy is it (laughs) make sure to join us on instagram i'm not used to doing the instagram plug i need katie for this but it's marriage on a tightrope katie keeps that updated you can also email us on marriage on a tightrope at gmail.com we'd love to converse with you we'd love to meet up with you you're not alone we love you even though we don't know you and we'll talk to you next time thanks